This is your host, Sam Jarocki from J-Rock Lawn Care and Gardening. Speaking about all things lawn care, garden related and business wise, whether you do this at home for a bit of fun or if you're trying to break into the business, sit tight and enjoy the podcast. This episode is brought to you by Total Lawn. Total Lawn provides scientifically engineered lawn care products to homeowners, hobbyists and lawn care professionals. Their range of fertilisers and biostimulants will keep your lawn looking lush, green and moss-free all year round. I use Total Lawn products for my customers and on my own lawn, and I think you should too. The team at Total Lawn put quality above anything else when they're producing their lawn feeds. They use ingredients that are rarely if ever used by their competitors to give you the best lawn possible. Try Total Lawn today at totallawn.co.uk and use code Care at the checkout to receive 10% off your whole order. Total Lawn are so confident in their products that you can use them on your lawn and if you're not happy with the results, you can get in touch with them up to 90 days later for a full refund. Go to totallawn.co.uk and transform your lawn. Hello everyone and welcome back to this week's episode titled What Have I Learned So Far? This is episode number 34 and thank you very much for joining me again this week for another episode. So in this episode here, we're just going to be speaking about Quite frankly, just what I've learned so far throughout the whole business side. So if you're into more of just hearing about lawn care, then this might not be the perfect episode for you. But uh, it's it might be very interesting though. And it's what you sort of pick up on through this line of work or what I've personally picked up on. And maybe if you are not even looking to go into lawn care, but even any other trade, then you might find some similarities here. So it could be of some use. So I'm doing this because I just kind of had a moment where I thought, there's so much that happens that no one can really tell you tell you about tell you like what what roads are going to be foreseeable you know what's going to be permanently there what isn't what things are going to just jump out at you and surprise you and so you know I thought by talking through this if you are just starting this year or if you're just building up to starting you know in the next sort of six months or so whenever you hear this podcast it might be of some use that you just think I haven't heard that before or I never realised that was the case. You know, that sort of thing. So because of that, I'm just going to go into it and we're just going to have a little chat about it. The first one is the process is demanding. So quite frankly, I think with going into something of any business, I suppose, would be the same. But going into this, it's dem- it's demanding in more or less every sense of the word. So the first one that I never really thought about and I've always been in an active lifestyle anyway, always in active jobs, but it's demanding on the body first and foremost, you know, you get to some jobs that are relatively big jobs, and even just doing the full days, when you start looking at it, and you you end up taking on a little bit more than you can chew, what's good, because you need that in order to grow, but you do that, and sometimes you're doing the job of two people, you know, just yourself, and you've got more or less the same time frame, so you're working twice as hard when doing that, you know, there's sometimes when I've kind of came back home, and I've just laid down on the floor, absolutely, you know, gone with the world, and, you know, I'm lucky enough that my partner will sit there, and, you know, when, when I have came in off these full days, she's lovely it was, and, you know, she'll have tea ready, and things like that, what is an absolute godsend, but you come in drained, and, you know, you, you get more used to it. I mean, this is going on technically the third season now. So, you know, the body's there, the body's used to it. 
but there is still the the times where you go in and you're doing these full day jobs and it's just demanding on the body so one thing that I would maybe say on this side of things is really think about it if you know if you're very injury prone you know you've got problems with your shoulders you know you you got back problems then you need to sort of be watching it good and I think this line of work because you might enjoy it at a domestic at home level but when you're going to it and you're doing it sort of you know anywhere between six and ten hours a day then it's a very different story you know it's work you've got a graft you know for the job that's in front of you and even on, on my case of it I've mentioned before through the years in the military that you know your body just takes an absolute pounding from all the weight and the weight that you carry in the equipment that you're constantly lugging around and doing it from such a, a young age with without my body being fully developed you know being a 16 year old young man boy basically um it does take its toll so i'm even in the process at the moment where i've started stretching a lot more uh just in the mornings getting up and i'll spend a bit of time stretching and working on flexibility and i found that within itself has been a great help over the last sort of nine month whereas this year as well you know starting back into sort of the gym work as well and I think that can only assist and can only help as well as time goes on so this is just you know it's demanding on the body and all that side but also just time you know there's a lot of you when you think you're done and you're coming at the end of the day there's still as you guys will know that actually do do it you come back and sometimes you're still sorting invoices or you're unpacking the van or you're getting things ready for the next day or the job's finished but you still need to go drop the waste off all this is stuff that uh, just constantly, constantly happens. It's week in, week out. Sort of common practice is that you can't. There's no one else to prep with you, especially in these younger days. If you are starting yourself, everything is you know on you. You are the the owner, operator, planner. You're the clock. You you know you yeah every aspect of your own business here, and it's just demanding. And what that kind of does is, if you've got very tight schedules, if you can't free up certain slots for a bit of uh, flexibility and reliability then you know it can be it can be a struggle to fix it all in you know I found myself many times through the summers especially when you've got them longer uh, longer late nights but probably actually even more towards autumn to winter is probably the one that always catches me out where you're losing the light in the day so you know you're, you've all of a sudden lost five six hours if you really need it where you know you might pop out and you might do an extra couple of jobs one night into the evening because say you want to leave early or be at your son and daughter's uh, rehearsals or football practice whatever it might be um, so you make up for it in your own little way and that's fantastic but as soon as that light starts coming in and the, the rush is still there especially last season where I don't know how you you all found it but just even coming in from you know, autumn where it was very, I say was, where it was mild, everything was really growing vigorously and that never really stopped. So, you know, you, you went through autumn, that all kind of stayed and then even in uh, up until really the, the last week or two and even then we've had some really nice days this week, it's still been very mild. So the grass has still been tickling on and like I say, you've had that lack of light, especially in December. So that just catches up on you and there's these as much as you plan for I don't think it's as black as white to say that's when I'm working that's when I'm not that's it you know you've got to be able to move things around especially in this game where you have regular customers you 
you owe it to them through the business that you're going to be some form of basically consistent. You're going to be there when you say you're going to be there and you're going to complete the jobs as you're saying that you're going to be doing them. And that's just a, a key thing that you need. That needs to be like a bottle, bottom line at some point. And you need to just kind of keep that in mind with it. But it does, it gets at you and it's just demanding. So just be prepared for it. Not trying to scaremonger, um, try to get anyone from not starting the sort of businesses, but just be aware, whatever you think in your head, you know, give yourself that fudge, you know, that 10% fudge factor of whether it's time, resources or money that you're going to be, you're going to be fine. You've factored this in just so you don't get caught out. Same as hours of work, you know, towards the end. But the next one point I want to talk on this is products. So in the beginning, I used various products, especially fertilizers, um, safe lawn for the more organic treatments where people are really... I find that yeah, you get some customers, regardless what your knowledge is and what you think is the best practice, you at the end of the day you do what your customers say, you know. So I know there's products out there that are just as just as good, you know, the very well based um ingredients with inside them. And, you know, if water dried, left twenty four hours, pets can go on the lawn, for example. You know, sometimes the clients just they know a product that they want you to use and I get it. You can you're in your full right to sort of say, No, this is the products that I would use. Unfortunately I can't help you with whatever you need. But there is other times where you just go, Yeah, no worries, and they'll either buy in the product and you spread it, or they'll just ask you to and you know, you invoice it back. And so I've used a lot of products in the past and what I found with it is that it's just ever developing. If you are set on a certain product right now, and it's a product you've used for the last 10, 15 years, I would say play around a little bit. There's a lot of products on the market. Um, you know, as everyone knows, I'm a big fan of Total Loan. Uh, obviously sponsored by them on the podcast, but it is only because I fully believe and trust their products. You know, every, before any of this came along, you know, I was, I've used several others, like I say, between seeds and fertilizers, and I thought I was pretty much set, really enjoying what I was using. And after, you know, when you hear companies come along and they're offering out new things and like Total Loan, they're a very new brand and they start pushing out these products and stating that, the you know, they're up there with the best, it's, you know, pound for pound, the best uh, quality fertilizers and things like that on the market out the whole range, then it leads you to want to try them. And so once when I have, I, n I never look back. So it's not because of the sponsorship that I ever say anything like this. It's because I truly trust these products. And, you know, I would always push out to you guys and girls to um, to try them if you ever get the chance. For a 50 metre squared bag um, of fertiliser, it's somewhere around £12-ish, you know, depending on what you're buying. So it's definitely worth it. It's not too dear not to try, um, is what I would say. But, yeah, they're very good. And... So with this, if you're stuck with using a fertilizer or whatever it means for, for a lot of years, you know, that that's great. If, if you're settled with that, then be settled. But don't shy away from trying something else. Like I say, with, with things like Total Loan, they're bringing out new products all the time. And, you know, if you wanted to go past them and look at any other company that's possibly doing the same, like pushing out new products, then I would just say try some, even if it was on the one-off garden here and there. And you just seen if there was any difference because... Yeah, it's it's developing and it's coming such a, a bigger range of uh, everyone's everyone's almost hobbies these days is getting into lawn care, so the market's getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and the products are just there to use and try, 
And yeah, I think you should definitely not bat off, you know, anything that's new coming along the way. As for machinery, I've learned machinery basically runs your business. Obviously, without you, there's nothing, you know, nothing can go forward. But with machinery, if machinery goes down, then it is a nightmare. Uh, luckily enough, none of the hedge trimmers or anything like that went wrong. Most of mine's been user error. Like, for example, when I first started, I talk about how I used to use my Suffolk Punch in the beginning. So if there was any loans that were really long, I used to go through the area, trim it all down first so it was, you know, somewhere around, I suppose, 50 mil, there or thereabouts. Collect all the, the, glass, uh, the grass trimming uh, from, from the floor bag it all up, get in the bins, whatever it might be, and then I'd go over with the Alit, uh, with the Suffolk Punch, what's the Alit Classic. And, you know, so I, I, this was like my common practice. And one day, I had taken on a, a small scarification, well, quite a large scarification job, actually. And what had happened is I started going through this lawn, and it looked lush, green, you know, the old owner used to have stripes. These people just moved in. I was like, oh, that looks fantastic. And then when I got, so I went there to quote and to do the job on the same day. What I would advise against unless you're 100% sure what it entails. But got there and the moment I stepped on the on the grass, I just knew that it was full of thatch. You know, it didn't look like there was much moss whatsoever, but the thatch layer must have been, you know, two, three inches and for a cylinder mower, that isn't a good combination. So what it was is I ended up going through this area with the cylinder mower, and it was just not going anywhere. It just kept on, as you can imagine, digging in. Cylinder mower just can't cut in them sort of conditions. So I had to scarify it first, and then I basically, in between jobs, had to pop out, go back home, get the rotary mower, and come back and do it that way. Anyway... Equipment failure, basically, and I know it was on my behalf, but still, when the equipment doesn't work out for you, if it breaks mid-job, if something doesn't go to plan, then it literally stops you. And the point, I mean, I'm sure you all know this, but the point I've never seen it from is the domino effect it then has. You know, you almost, you can realise a, a possible problem, but you don't realise the after effects of it. And, you know, for me, what it was is, luckily enough, I've always managed to somehow just fit it in through rushing about but the after effects is quite frankly you don't manage to do that job on time therefore it takes out a couple of maybe two three hours of the day afterwards what pushes them client on but then you might be going on holiday with your family for that whole week so you can't actually fit them in for now another two and a half weeks or you know and it's just the push around pull factor it does with your own time and planning that uh you know just from one bit of equipment failing that might stall a job you know this can happen so really what I've planned on doing with machinery, and I haven't got to this point yet, uh, is to, if I see secondhand, you know, still good quality machines, like four hedge trimmers is the ones I really worry about at the moment. But if they were to ever fail, then to have a backup, you know, still have a second long reach, or to invest in a telescopic hedge trimmer so that, you know, if the shorter one did end up failing, then I've still got the telescopic to replace it. And, you know, things like that, and just ensuring that I've got something in the corner. On the back of this as well, when buying machinery, now it is very easy when when starting or even at any point in your business when you want to get a new bit of kit is to look at, you know, second hand items. And I still do that now, I do it all the time. Um 
for example, I've just bought a second-hand BLI 300 uh, Husqvarna battery to replace the one that I melted not too long ago. And that was, I ended up getting that for something like £108. These batteries are close to just under £300 per battery. I think it's 279 uh, somewhere in that region. So I get these as backups in case something happens, you know. But when buying things secondhand, you're not promised with a warranty. So this is what I'm getting at with this part. If you can, if it's an item where, you know, you're only another week or two weeks off being able to hit that savings amount to get a brand new, then by all means, go for it. And the thing is, with a lot of these professional items, you can also get the um, the commercial warranties with them. That'll still be, in some cases, like the WeBank 40 uh, Legacy Pro that I've got, BBC, that is still a three years warranty on it. So you still get really good warranties that, you know, if something goes wrong, you can get it in the shop that day. You might have it back within, you know, the next two, three, depending on if parts need to be delivered. And you're going to be back out on the ground, not losing time. But it's just a, a part that I've been thinking of that really can just throw you off, you know. And sometimes you feel like, oh, I'm, I'm getting there. And this is bringing me on to the next point here. Sometimes I think, oh, I'm getting there. And I did this in December, uh, November, December. I don't need to buy anything else. You know, I'm there. I don't, you know, everything I've got now will make me money. It will keep my head above water. It will do this. It'll do that. It'll be absolutely fine. And then literally, I don't know what yous are like, but when that new season starts, you just end up looking at things and you go, that, like, I need that. You know, like, that will be so helpful. And for example, I don't have a backpack blower, but I've got a battery blower and I've also got um, a fuel handheld. So the handhelds are fine, you know, brilliant power up between the both of them. But how much easier is a backpack blower? You know, the comfort if you're doing, you know, long, uh, long sessions with a blower, especially with like scarification cleanups where the power is kind of everything, then, you know, you can self-justify a lot of the times these uh, these bits of equipment in order to get and I just find myself every time I say this to myself a month goes by and I see another bit of equipment like it right now as well as the backpack blower the other ones that I'm toying with is ride on lawnmowers and I just quite frankly there's nowhere to store one just yet so I'm really put off on the idea but there is possibly two or three lawns that have came through this year just alone bearing in mind we are start of February that would require the use of a ride-on lawnmower. Now, the latest one that I quoted yesterday was 1,300 metres squared. And, you know, it used to take him two hours on his old ride-on. So for me to do that with my walk behind, it would probably be somewhere around three, three and a half hours, I imagine. So, you know, either the price is going really high or I just can't commit to the job just because of the type of equipment I have. So, you know, even then I'm thinking about what else can I get and, you know, what's next for it. But moving on to the next one more, I'm going to say a bit about clients. Now, the thing is with your clients, what you need to remember in this sort of service-based business is I think, yeah, at some stage or time, you're going to meet every type of client out there from, you know, your rude customers to ones that are overly polite, like in your face, to just general normal ones to, you know, clients that they don't even come out to, to see you. They just know that you come and go and you just receive this this payment from them. And... Because of that, and because you're bumping into so many, you've you've got to learn how to sort of handle yourself with them. Now, all I want to say on this one is, depending on what kind of person you are, 
being in this business, don't take anything ever to heart because the way the client may act towards you or, you know, if they're a bit unsure of you, it's nothing to do with you, I'm guessing, as a person in most cases. That would be the, all of their own personalities. But what I would say is if you've got a good standard, like a, a base standard of um, of how you act, how you want to be within your business, like being acting professional, being loyalty, clients, being honest, um, all these sort of things, I think that will show and you often get this sort of mirror mirror effect with when you act a certain way towards clients or towards just people in general. You know, you kind of get that portrayed back on you. So with your clients, just don't take anything to heart with them, but be ex- but please expect with it that you'll come across probably every sort at some point. So that'll come from everywhere in, you know, some clients not playing you possibly or paying very late. And then you've got to learn how to deal with that in your own way for that type of client. You've just got to be flexible, I think, and just be aware that they are all people. And although you may have not ever had to deal with customers before, clients before, like I never had to, a lot of the thing, the basics of just being um, a polite, uh, nice person will get you over the line and it will get you into a comfortable zone with most of your clients, I believe. Now... One thing that like I just kind of touch on there is the time to be aware of. And this one kind of comes down to fudge factor. Now, what I always say with this, regardless what it is, is add a bit of fudge pack, uh, factor to your pricing. So whether you are um, quoting in a leaf clear up or a garden tidy up, or you are coming in for like whatever it might be, then put in some form of fudge factor for the, like, you know, for the time and for the price. So when you're on a job there and the only person that's going to lose out if you go three, four hours past is yourself in your own way. So if you're ever unsure, this is what I do, I'll stick a percentage on of the overall price as a bit of a fudge factor if I'm unaware of, if I've um, planned it properly off of time. And often I'll just put 10%. You know, sometimes if it's a bit more of a riskier job or, you know, I'm really unsure but it's a very big job, then I might put a higher percentage on. And, you know, the customer's just receiving a quote at the end of the day. You're not doing anyone over or being greedy or anything like that. You're just trying to look after yourself because at the end of the day, if you're not getting paid sufficiently or if a job runs over by six hours and it goes into the next day, it's you that needs to catch up on that. Either work later in the evenings or push it on all weekend or try and fit it into some tight space somewhere, you know, and it'll be you that'll lose out for it. So just always add that bit of fudge factor. Because not only do sometimes things take longer than expected, but like I say, the price can also catch you out as well. Although, what we'll say on that, because I don't want to be just Mr. Negative all the way through this, is that for the amount of times that happens, it feels like you'll get the early, the quicker jobs as well. You know, So you may plan in for an eight, nine hour work day, and you might, buy, you might finish by four or five hours. I'm sure everyone's done it at some point where they go, that looks huge. You know, that'll take ages to get through or that'll take me ages to cut. And, you know, it's just one of them days where it's bone dry, the mud goes through, no problem. Or you get there in the beach hedge that you've pre-quoted at £700 to be massively reduced or whatever it might be. Is actually only little twiglets and it's going to come off no bother. So it is both sides of the coin there. It does uh, work in your favour probably as much as what it goes against you. The difference with it is that You'll get more 
accurate as time goes by. Now, to finish this little chat off here, is I just want to say there's always a next step. <clears throat> and this is what I'm finding through all of this, is that no matter what you end up doing, there's always a next step there. So even if you've been in your lawn care or gardening business or whatever you're doing for, let's just say, 25 years, and you think that's me, you know, you might be a bloke that's got a team of three below and you're happy going out in your crew and that's you sorted, you know. That may be the pinnacle for you. You might be happy as Larry there. No worries at all. But this is more in for, like in the beginning, I put all my services down when I was advertising. You know, I think there was six services. It was grass cutting, scarifying, moss treatments, weeding, hedges, and small tidy ups was the six things that I had had down. And from there, you know, I'd done them six things and I thought that was it. Like, no, I don't need to go any further. And for example, the hedge trimming would be... Uh, would just be literally it would be maintenance trim it would have to have been cut in basically the last year or two for me to kind of take it on in these beginning phases and then it got to the point where i was turning down these reduction jobs that are pretty good money the hard work but they're pretty good money and you know till turning down maybe the first two and then the third one i took i just i had the money there to one side you know i could invest in the equipment i needed i just thought yeah, let's go for it. I can do this. So I end up taking that on, done it successfully, done a good job of it. And then I've had another few through the door. So that is then another service or it's an adaptation of that service, you know, to grow it. There's always another step. So you think you're sorted with all your your services and where you're, you're currently on the business. And then something else happens, whether you want it to or not. Like I've told the story about buying the power washer where basically... I got asked by a regular client if I could power wash the the patio within this conversation where I, I suggested it. But once when he said yes, he said yes and I never even had the equipment. So within the week of the job, I ended up buying that bit of equipment just to be able to do that job. So now I can offer that as another service. And, you know, you're growing that little bit more. There's always another step to take in whatever direction. And if we just zip back to my little, um, my... Uh, my example with the bloke with three guys, he might be happy there and he might be at the top of the V's game earning, you know, a hundred odd grand a year, whatever it might be. Um, and he might be really happy, but he could still take that further step if he wanted to. He could still go into a franchise. He could still take on another three guys to put in for a separate crew. You know, one crew does the east side of London, the other one does the west side of London. However that would work, there's just always another step and I think... At the beginning, you think you you sort of come up with your business plan, the type of things you want to do, and by all means, you might just stick to you know the set services, but where you may have only just wanted to do domestic homes, that might lead into luxury hotels or into castle grounds. They need like a subcontractor, and whatever level you're at, whatever you, that you're actually doing, there's just always something going on past you. So, I suppose with that, what I'm kind of thinking is think big don't just restrict yourself to this you know these small thoughts allow yourself to like dream big and push it out because at the end of the day anyone that's ever been successful anywhere started out not having anything you know and I don't mean as in you know money wise or the family buying them I don't mean that but when they first started their company 
they still had to go in at that entrance level, whether that was as a million pound, you know, developer or whether it was, you know, um, you, someone working out the back of, on the bike with a little pull behind trailer with a mower in it. However you start, there's just that next step will keep rolling and you'll just keep on going on to the next bigger, better thing. And I just think that's something uh, that's quite amazing and quite a nice end thought to finish it on. <laughs> but this has been basically just a chat. But what I wanted to try and get across is that there's so much to learn that you just will continuously pop up. And if you've already, you know, all this and none of this is new information, then, you know, I'm sorry that you've been, uh, you may have wasted your time. But if not, then I I think that you generally would have taken something away and it might change the way that you think about things. Or even then, if you have already got all this information in your head, I hope you've just enjoyed the crack on. But I just want to thank you again for joining on this week's podcast. Uh, we're now well and truly in a full spring, as I've seen it being called everywhere on, online lately. And, you know, it was like 11 degrees two days ago, sunny and a slight uh, breeze. And now today... We've got about half an inch of snow outside. So it really is crazy. Uh, But thank you for tuning in. Onwards and upwards this year. Over the next few weeks, I am going to finally get around. I've said it loads of times before. Get some more people on. Uh, Had a bit of problems with logistics at the moment. We're getting some people on. So with a bit more time to ease people in and to get them signed up to be able to do the podcasts, you know, we should be good for the next few weeks. On that, if you're interested in taking part at all, feel free to message me on either you direct message me on Instagram, JRock Lone Care and Gardening, or get in touch via email, what is JRockLC at gmail.com. And from there, we can have a little chat, even if it is just a generic chat, or we can talk about getting you on the podcast. But from there, thank you again. Have a great evening, a great weekend, and yeah, see you in the next episode.